the biggest piece to peak performance is a relationship with yourself mm. because your N is one, a healthy one. That you really know what works for you. How do we do that? Yeah, well, one is, I already gave it away, reflection, right? That little thing that I say before, during, and after. If that's a habit, then you really start understanding to know thyself, right? That's that. So in all those times, you know, the past, present, and the future, I will know if it works for me or not. And there's also this simple saying, the truth is what works for you. What works today doesn't have to mean it will work three years from now. It's Ozla Moskan from Amsterdam. It's so nice to have you here today on Bridging. In Bridging, I have incredible conversations with world's leading minds, fascinating people and game changers. My vision is to help people to learn, practice and transform in all areas of life. I want to make wisdom practical and available for everyone. As a side note, this episode is also available on my YouTube channel. And please don't forget to follow me also on Instagram, Ozkan Ozlem, O-Z-K-A-N-O-Z-L-E-M. Sit back, listen. And hopefully, hopefully, really hopefully, what you will learn today, you will practice and transform. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the new episode of the Bridging Podcast. I am here together with my guest, Robert van Ede. Robert is a top performer athlete, peak performance coach, and helps organizations and companies to create a high-performing culture from the inside out. He uses his experience with teachings from ancient philosophy, modern science, and top performance in his leadership work to achieve meaningful connection, fulfillment, and breakthroughs. He's also part of a global network of corporate consultants trained by Dr. Joe Dispenza to teach organizations how to apply the neuroscience of change to increase employee engagement, collaboration, creativity, productivity, and ultimately business results. Welcome again for the second time. Thank you, thank you. Good to have you here. So Robert, today we're going to talk about peak performance, especially how to achieve peak performance. First of all, I would like to define with you, what is peak performance? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's yeah, it's um, it's a really important question also because I think there's many different definitions, and I will break it down in multiple ways for the, for you and the listeners. So I would say at first it would it was like especially when you say like you know the athlete part of my my being is um, I did many sports um, um, and and peak performing and that was you know that you would win or be the best or whatever and peak performance then was okay there's a game or there's like whatever you was what's important for you that like when you need to be at the peak and you need to perform and um and it was all about you know just for example as a cyclist i i knew that there's specific things i can do in the week mm-hmm um so a long training in the middle of the week and then the day before the match i would also i would do like um like a very slow 
uh, cycling, not not doing nothing, but very slow for like an hour. And then the next day I would be, I would feel amazing. But there were also nutrition wise things. So there was many of these mechanics you can do to, to that you know, okay, then I'm at my peak, then I, then I can do my best delivery. But um, if you say peak before performing, and it's also, it's also a little bit inauthentic, right? It's performance, like you're, you're performing, mm-hmm. is that the real thing? Now, not to make it too uh, broad, but but uh, if you talk about, uh, you can also say that in life you're you're just performing. You're in a role, or you're different parts of your personality, and what is real and what is authentic, you know. So, if you talk about peak performance, what is it you are performing, and is it actually also the thing that you want to be performing? And and then we talk about the peak. Yeah. So if someone would ask you if you would if you could answer in only one sentence, what does peak performance yeah. mean to you? Um, in one to sentence, be in maybe a, two. To be in a state where you feel and perform the best. To be in a state where you feel and yeah. perform the best. Yeah. It can be in any dimension in your life. Anything. Okay. Yeah, and and one thing that I want to add is, um, in the past we would say it's a um, spiritual experience but now is peak performance used to be a spiritual experience and then Nietzsche came around he talks about Rausch and then Maslow came around when we think about the pyramid which it's not a pyramid he never made it into a pyramid we did that mm-hmm. um, and he talked about peak experiences you know so you have all these these really smart people that talked about it Einstein had things that he did to to do that and 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 at a certain point they said oh all of these people they're not religious so let's get that religious and that spiritual out of it and let's just make it like it's a performance and it's like but it is at your peak so that's actually I I don't like the term peak performance same as bio biohacking right I also don't like that term but we use it because then you know what we mean so so what would you call it instead of peak performance based on all the knowledge you have experience you have yeah well I I like the I like the peak experience I think that's that's already much better it's like just a meaningful peak like like yeah these special experiences special experiences where you are actually performing the best well, and, and then it's maybe not even perform. It's just you just you feel amazing. Yeah. I think that it's more about the experience of the, what you feel, not about because performing is always about a certain benchmark. Exactly. And, you, know, you, you have done ego. this marathon in so many minutes, so many hours. Yes. But could this also, do, you know, we are sitting here, we have a conversation. We had a two-hour conversation even before. Yes. Would this... Would you define this also as a peak performance where we are in a flow and where we feel some certain thing? Yeah. So flow is interesting because yeah, if you if you talk about Nietzsche and Maslow, you come to Mihal, Mihal, Mihal. Mihai. Yeah, the book, the flow. Mihai, yeah, yeah. Mihai. I always mess up his name. Yes, I'm sorry, but yes. he's not. And he wrote the book, the flow. We will actually yeah. put it in the episode notes. Yeah. And. Um, and what's interesting about what the other people did, they only researched what people who were really extraordinary used to do, right? What he did, he said across the board, I don't care what kind of people, uh, uh, who you are, what you've done. He, he explored everything and he traveled the whole world. And then he came up with this thing that the, the thing that was most 
common in what people would would say in these experiences was it's like one and uh, one moment flows into the next moment that's mm-hmm. where the name flow comes from so and this is also what i i i live a high flow life so we're now in my space and I have, you know, as you saw, I have like the, my treadmill and I have my hammock and there's my sauna yeah, here. Yeah, sauna, yeah, it's over there. <laughs> and the sea is right there and, you know, I have all these in nature and you maybe can hear the birds. So I have all these things that for me help me to be in that state where I feel amazing. So then it's a, an, it's a side effect that I will, whatever I do, I'll be really good at. Yeah, so a side effect of? Feeling amazing. Feeling amazing. Oh yeah, when you are in flow, when you feel amazing, all the side effects of like, that will also come to you because you also, mm-hmm. I would also say you would attract these things because you're in a certain frequency. Yes. And and if we, if you talk about flow, it's like you're selfless. It's not about me anymore. You know, the time dilutes, you have no idea where you are. And you have this weird paradox of control where you don't try to, you don't try to do things, but you know you can. And then there's this thing, and then and they talk it. They called it autotelic, but it's actually like you're addicted to what you're doing. But it's like what you do is is everything you want from it. So we're programmed to uh, if you do this, you get this, right? So what if the thing you're doing is everything you is is fulfilling all your needs? Just what you do. If so, if that's your work, then work is not work anymore. It's just what you do. And then the side effect is that money comes in and recognitions comes in and all these, all these things come in. So, so for me, that autotelic, I love that part because, because yeah, that's, you know, then you're done with life. And the other thing that's really, really important. Why is this so significant? This flow, this peak performance or this peak experience, the spiritual experiences. It's simply because, um, the, the less, the least sexiest way I can describe for why we do what we do is neurochemicals, right? Mm-hmm. Dopamine, serotonin, all of these, these chemicals. And they say that you, you make the most at the same time, the most different ones that are beneficial and, and the most like how many of it, intensity, when you're in flow. When you don't push, when you don't try, when you don't say, like, I need to do this, 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 this. But when you are, when things in your life, in your daily life are flowing from one situation mm-hmm. to another situation mm-hmm. without actually, actually Lao Tzu has something like that. Doing without doing, he says yes, something like that. Exactly. That this is, this is that you're, you're, it's like, um, there's no, it's like effortless effort. Mm-hmm. That's what they, what they describe effortless it also. Effortless effort. Yeah. So about the peak performance part, why is it important for us as human beings to feel that we, I want to say achieve, but maybe I should just correct my words after what we just talked about, feel that we are peak performing and yeah. where is it good for? Okay. What does it do with us, with our brain, with our body, with yeah. our full being Yeah. that we feel like, you know, wow. This is amazing. Well, uh, funny enough, um, Maslow said um, these peak, he called it about peak experiences, right? He says these peak experiences, these keep us from committing suicide, right? He, had, he said more about it, but, it, but I thought it was interesting because it's like, because you have this in your life, you don't want to kill yourself, Yeah. basically. 
And I also, someone wrote about it. It's like when you're in love, like romantic love, you have this, just these two neurochemicals that, 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 that are, you know, that are activated. Yes. And, um, of course you can be in love and in flow with your loved one, you know, with the one you're, you're with, but just the love itself doesn't create that much. And then if you think about everything that's about love, right? The songs, the poems, like everything is about this love thing. But then actually flows so much more than than this love feeling. So this this flow feeling is does so much more for us. And then it's also about you have this book from good to great. It's like a lot of people, you know, it's like a classic. Mm-hmm. And and he talks about there's levels that you can progress in, right? If you want to be great, from good to great. And one of the things that help people the most are tragedy. tragedy like really like horrible things that happened. That's why Nietzsche always said, my friend, I wish you a lot of like horrible things will happen that you get sick and you lose loved ones because you will grow as a person. So tragedy will help you to grow. That's what Nietzsche said. And that's also what, what, the, what the guy said in the book. And, um, but the other thing is flow experiences will also get you much further. And there's a lot of people also that, that were depressed they get into flow states and they're out of it so it's very significant to have these experiences i would say the flow moments in my life the high flow moments in my life those are the most meaningful moments in my life so that makes it for me much more worth to you know be in this body and have these life experiences so can you give an example of one of these meaningful experiences in your life that you really felt like i'm in flow yeah and this makes it worth living. Yeah. Well, my mother married like two days ago. Oh, so there's a lot yes. of a lot of flow there, you know. You have no idea how long the day was, but there's all these moments and you're like you're on the dance with you. I was doing the whatever what's it called, like the, the twist, you know, with my mother on the dance. So it's like the you know, the best time ever. You don't think about it, you don't think about how I should do it, what time you're gonna do the dance, it's just flowing yeah. you're with your mom on the yeah. day that yeah. she's super happy. Yeah, doing crazy and like it's yeah. It's wonderful. So yeah. this is a very simple thing, but I would say from all my sports, um, and you know, I've, it's all relative if it's like a big thing or not. But you know, some to me it was very significant. Some some achievements I had or some you know games I was was doing. And can you tell us a little bit about what sports you did? I know it a little bit, but so yeah. the listener and the watch. Yeah, I started with like athletics, and so basically it was like you know. Uh, uh i did i did all the all the things you can do on the how do you say it athletics that's why that's why you say it right it's basically running like throwing like 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 uh, yeah i don't know the english jumping. word i'm just trying to find it what to do in the olympics athletics, like uh, yeah. athletics yeah what to do in the olympics yeah. right the, the track and field yes, stuff yes. yeah yeah so i did that for a while but and and it went well but i used to get a medal when i would win or whatever and then my brothers did cycling and I did it once I, I joined them and I got this big like trophy. trophy and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to cycle now, you know, cause I'm a little boy and I, I like recognition. So I did that. And then, uh, when I, when I was 16, I, I was a sprinter. Um, but I wanted more action, you know? So, uh, I stopped when in a week I went playing rugby. And then, and then, yeah, that also, you know, I did that for a long time. Then I did some CrossFit and some like other small stuff that was later. Um, 
now I do more um, like uh, gymnastics kind of stuff, you know, I'm walking on my, to walk on my hands, I do crazy movements on the floor just to explore what's possible with this body instead of just pushing weight. So with all of that, there's moments that they feel like, wow, this is really, you know, and you're like, you're in bed, you cannot sleep and all of that stuff. The best moments, like one of the best moments is with, I have this, this great friend, Actually, I don't see him that often, but I know we, we're always good. If I need him tomorrow for something important, he will be here. I know. So me and, and his name is George from from South Africa. He was we played we started playing rugby together, and um, the best moments were actually when we were just him and myself on the field, just somewhere in the neighborhood with a rugby ball, like a big field, and we just kick the ball, and then we'd sprint and try to catch it in the air. Right, that was our game. Just, mm. We would kick from long distances and try to make it spin a certain way or try new things. I would be in the field with him for like four hours in the sun, you know, it would be like the best time. And I was the most, there was also my happiest sports moment because there was no pressure. Yeah. There was no nothing that they like, we were so in the moment. And I was so happy. It reminds me to my childhood when we, um, we were living in social housing um in front of our house there was not a park or something but we had two trees yeah. and big trash uh, things uh-huh, uh-huh. and we had a baby we found a bat on the street and we had a ball a tennis yeah. ball we were playing baseball and all these trees they were the stops yes and i remember running just so many times and throwing the ball under the car so that it was not you know they couldn't mm-hmm. find it <laughs> and just running and running and running home runs doing a lot of home runs <laughs> And we were so much in say we didn't know what time it was. We didn't know if we had to go, if we had to eat, if we were hungry. No, no, we were just in that flow. Mm-hmm. But I remember a lot. It happened so much more in my childhood yes. than later on in my teenage yes. years and in my 20s and in my 30s. And I would say with me, if I, if I won't be aware of it, it might even decrease. Mm-hmm. You know, because the more I responsibility I got, what I think mm-hmm. I have the responsibility. You know, I need to look after people. Yeah. I need to look after this is my responsibility, this business, or uh, I don't know. I need to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. That's kind of even uh, separating me from the flow. Yes, and that makes total sense because. Um, what you're describing, like what's keeping you away from it, is when you're very analytical. Exactly. And e- and even more when there's like a stress component, then even more. Well, we we talk about brain waves. We talk about beta brain wave, and we have three states: we have low, mid, and high. And low is like we, I think we're now in like low beta. You know, we're listening. We're we're in the outside world. You know. And if we, if I would say, hey, feel how your clothes are feeling on your body, you can, you can do it. But you were probably not thinking about it a moment ago. No, I was outside. maybe thinking about, hey, my questions, la 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 la. I'm also listening to you, but you know, yeah, exactly. exactly. So you're analyzing, and then mid range is like when, when I say, okay, um, before the end of this, uh, this interview, we have to get this done and it's something hard. And then we're like a little bit, okay, let's do a good job. And then I beta stress, right? But then, um, what you're describing, the flow state is more the alpha state. And especially when you're a kid, you're more in that state, right? If I'm, if I'm correct, I think it's between seven and 12, your, your brain is 
you know, developing that alpha brainwave? I, I won't answer on that because I'm not fully sure if it was 7 or 12. So. Yeah. And, um, and well, I mean, we're all different. So yeah. it could differ a little bit. But let's say, um, let's say when you're younger, you're more in that state. You're more creative, right? That's even in the, in the Steiner schools, the mm -hmm. Waldorf schools. Mm -hmm. They say... Um, don't teach them how to read and write and all that stuff in, until later because you want to push that creative development further and keep them more in these flow states so what you're saying makes total sense that's why i would often say be like a child right or people saying in the netherlands we say um act normal because you're already crazy enough yeah. or something i'm like yeah. no act crazy because you're already too normal yeah you're already too normal yeah 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 right? that's a good one act crazy you're already too normal yeah which i kind of temper people like hey but i mean why why do you have even a sauna in your house i mean just be normal you don't uh -huh. need to have a sauna in your house or you don't need to do this or them or do that or the, to the children you know everyone does it be that way be uh -huh. in that crowd uh -huh. yeah so if we look you know you talked a little bit about the brainwaves low beta high beta maybe also to just clarify it for the listener yeah. watcher for maybe for some of them it is very new yeah. can you just a little bit explain about that what does it exactly mean and yeah. what kind of stages in the brainwave do you have yeah. i know them so yeah yeah of course yeah yeah so so the, the brain is electrochemical in nature right so basically there's there's these frequencies of this of this electricity that your brain makes and we can measure that with an electroencephalogram and then when you measure it, it it says okay there's certain waves and then we have categories right so mm -hmm. there's like certain like speed that it moves and then if you talk about beta you have like the high beta is like a very like high also for a lot of activity the waves are even like very fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's different frequencies. So, so what you w w easiest way to explain it is like basically beta is like super aware of the outside world. Alpha is more aware of the inner world. You're still aware of the outer world, but you don't really care. You're more like you know in your own dream. You're more in your own creativity flow, right? And then you have theta, and I love theta because it's like when I'm in the plane, I almost like look around and see these people like. Like, you know, yeah. so their, their, their body is asleep, but the brain is a little bit awake and they're like, they're like dozing off. It's almost like before you sleep exactly. or just when you wake up, then exactly. you could be also in theta, right? Exactly. And, okay. then, and then delta is deep sleep. Delta is deep sleep. And every day you go from, you know, beta to alpha to theta to delta when you go to sleep. And then when you wake up, it's the other way around. That's also why they say always with meditation, you know, if you do it before or after sleeping it's easier to go in a deeper state but then we also have like gamma and there's even like other brain waves that we talk about and gamma is like when we talk like super consciousness and not to go too deep because that's a rabbit hole but let's say when you have an aha moment they say also hey, that's a gamma brain wave that you're in and like you you click certain things in your brain click and you have this like this moment then you're in a different um, brainwave. But for now, easiest is um, um, when we talk about just in during the day. Most of the time, you're in you're in beta, and 
and when you're stressed you're in a high range of it and when you're just more relaxed you're more in low but you're analytical and when you're more in that creative flowy state then you're in the alpha state that's yeah. the simplest way for people yeah actually it's very funny what happens usually when i am with a guest on the podcast in the beginning when i start i just try to have another conversation mm -hmm. because i know i'm kind of in high beta you know i'm just checking the mm -hmm. time is the camera okay where did we start did i introduce did, 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 did. and then after 10 minutes 12 15 maybe i'm just kind of going to a low beta mm -hmm. and then then i forget time and then sometimes even i can hit alpha because you just go so yes. in the conversation so present in the whole yes. thing that you totally forget about everything and the conversation and that, becomes and that, good yeah exactly and i think that's also not i think i feel that that's the best conversation i have had yeah well, you know why it is because the inner critic stops mm. and and it's like i think it's called prefrontal hypofrontality yeah it's something of dorsolateral hypofrontality and basically what it means is the word doesn't matter it's just like sounding cool almost you know but the word what it means is that the, the inner critic stops and it's the same as that's why people, a lot of people liked to the, the friday happy hour right that because you you forget about the worries about all well, of the garbage work, what yeah. you have to do at work you and all the stories enjoy, yeah, of exactly. you're not good enough or you shouldn't say this when you're in flow and you do the interview you're just like hey it just it just yeah. comes out yeah. you don't even really analyze it you just throw it out so so when we look back at the peak performance and i mm -hmm. would say peak performance slash a little bit flow mm -hmm. not a little bit actually flow mm -hmm. how um, is that related to our thoughts emotions and behavior yeah. now i've been sharing with my audience a lot about you know how thoughts um emotions and behavior work like you know you first have a thought and that mm -hmm. thought has a frequency creates an emotion mm -hmm. and based on that emotion you take an action or maybe you don't take an action yes yes, yes. that creates a behavior and you are in this loop but in peak performance yeah people that feel that yeah. they are in flow yeah that they experience peak performance what happened then usually okay it's interesting a few things so um i also used to think about this first this then this then this and and i'm more like it's more a circle you can you can it's also it could be a behavior it leads to a thought and an emotion it's like it's like a, it's a symbiotic thing yes and and because of that it makes it already harder to break it down for people because because it's a it's like an experience the other thing is when you're like okay when am i in, in flow if we're now gonna keep score if the moment we're gonna go in flow we, we might not get there yeah because we're looking for it exactly <laughs> we're so, trying yeah, exactly let's try to be in pro, uh, flow right yeah. so 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 what happens basically i would say is um because if you have all these uh, limiting beliefs right and they and those are part of a program that programs your thoughts your emotions and your behavior right still following yeah. okay. i'm still following it okay yes. so if, if that's a program you're following be, uh, because that is that is then the habit of who you are when you're in flow that those parts shut off you, you're just you, you're more free in a sense so uh chances are big that you think feel and behave outside of your program so 
that would mean that you can be a total different you know personality persona uh, when you're in flow usually also you experience it with people that go on travel to a totally yes. different culture yes. they are just out of their system there for one month maybe let me just say asia they are just totally a different person because they are flowing yes that's because a novelty is a huge flow trigger you have these like multiple flow triggers and novelty is a big one so when there's new things the same thing as when you enter into a new romantic relationship mm -hmm. everything is new right mm -hmm. first kiss first time sleeping together first time going there there doing this so everything is the first time so you're very aware yeah there's you're not in your subconscious like because you go in your subconscious program like behavior when when you already know what's going to happen so so you're on the autopilot can go on so you can think about other things but when it's a new experience you're fully present right so so that happens also when you travel and and that kicks you into flow very easily the other thing is in your known environment you have all these you know neurological connections to your to the people the, the places the, the the stuff your your phone your lab all these things and that also keeps you into the the program the behavior the same you, loop yes, that you are in yes okay so you say novelty is very important yes. some new things yes but i mean for someone that is not at this moment in the state of doing something new or mm -hmm. you know experiencing that so what could be for example a daily practice or what, yeah. what how do you practice peak performance and yeah. what what could the audience that is listening or watching this now also do to experience that flow because we all know yeah. and we can all feel i believe that we know i'm in flow now or i'm not in flow you don't need to hear it from anyone uh -huh. else you can feel it in uh -huh. you uh -huh. yeah I, totally and then sometimes i'd say sometimes you just if you reflect back then you knew you were in flow yes right? yes the moment exactly. just there. like i said with the baseball right yeah, yeah i know yeah. It. yes so we all have that everyone yeah. everyone has those moments well these triggers help right and and i would say you have individual triggers and you have triggers when you're with someone or in a group um if we start with individual well, novelty is a big one also deep concentration that's actually also across the board also group and alone so what i do for example and that could be an easy daily practice for people is i um there's so, sometimes i just you know close the close the curtains or i just you know i or or i just i i don't face the window where i could see people crossing by or whatever or see a lot of birdies in the garden or just you know so i'm more into if i'm on my laptop on my laptop then i have specific music i have this like company that makes like stuff that's like neuroscientifically proven that it puts you in certain brain waves i turn that on can sometimes. you share this company with yeah, us yeah yeah yeah, well, yeah. What it, is it? it's called brain fm i brain really FM. i like that and they actually they uh, sometimes they have these great like even like uh, whatever um, uh, bonuses and uh, but but they 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 are now producing more and more new music. I really I really like them. But there are other ways. There you you talked about some people talk about binaural beats. It's not always the best to do. But there there's a whole. I, I know people may be familiar with Huberman. Huberman and, lab. Yeah yeah yeah. Huberman. Yeah, he also talked about that there's specific sounds for specific states that you want to be in. So. Be mindful of what you're putting yourself in. What Actually, every single thing during our day, whatever we put in us, yes. has effects 
on our conscious and subconscious minds. Exactly, exactly. So the question is, what do you want to do and what, what will support doing that? So what I do is when I want to do some deep work, I literally have music for that. And then if I want to, I, you know, my hours go by. You know, I don't do that because I believe it's good to take more breaks. But that's one of the things. The other thing is just go for a walk. It's very good for the eyes also, like a few things like sunlight in the morning, but also to see far away. So I always go here up, you know, the dune and I have this, I can see a lot. I see the deers and I just walk around there. It's really nice. It's and you do great. not have any podcasts on your ear? You don't listen to anything? Not if I work, because if I work and it's a break, then in the break, you want to have a break. Mm -hmm. So I don't look at my phone, nothing. I just go out. Mm -hmm. And then I go back and then straight back to But I to think, you know, this is very important to just point it out. Maybe it is for you the normal, but I hear from a lot of people, even when they are in break or they are listening to music or I can call my mom, I can call my friend, I can call whatever, yeah. whoever. And there's still an activity going on. And that's also, by the way, including yeah. myself. Yeah. You know, there's constantly something, oh, now in my break, I can make the list for la, 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 mm. or I can do this. And this, no, I'm not it's not a break then. No, it's not yeah. really a break. You just keep going. You don't do yeah. maybe the activity that you have been doing before. Yeah. You're doing something else. Yeah. And I think it's so good because I know the difference when I also walk without anything, not yeah. talking to someone, not uh, listening to podcasts, even that I think I can learn. No, no, no. Just shutting off everything and just enjoying the present moment. Yeah, it's an, that's the addiction. I, and I also recognize sometimes I have the urge to do it. And I know what experience I have when I buy into the addiction or whatever it is, right? So I have this principle, how do I feel before, during and after? And what's the consequence of how doing do it? How do I feel before and after? And what before, is during and after. Before, during and after. And yes. what is the consequence of that? Yeah. And do I want to do that? So yeah. what is the price I'm paying for my behavior? And is it the price I want to pay? So, and so is, it, is it also the question that you ask right now, this? Do you ask that in a high beta state? Or do you ask this yourself when you are relaxed? Because I think there's also quality mm -hmm. of answer to yes. that based on how you answer. If you are on the phone with your friend and you are stressed, you're asking yourself, do I, do I want to be this before, during and after? There's a totally different answer than really sitting down for a moment mm -hmm. or walking for mm -hmm. a moment in silence and yeah. then asking yourself to this question. Exactly. So those are the big moments, the reflective mm -hmm. moments, which is during a walk for me or during and I'll write my journal. And then um, I, it's a habit now for me. So when I'm about to do something and I know, because uh, I already thought about it. So I have the metacognition, right? So I'm able to be in the moment and to observe myself as the reflective. And when I'm in that state, then I know, oh, I already, I already thought about what it will do so I can connect with that thought. And it's for me, it's a, a program of like asking that question. So I'm like, ah. So, and it, it doesn't mean you can never do something that there's a price. I mean, if you want to eat ice cream once a week or something, and you're like, I ah, know I'm going to be a little bit, uh, but you know, I want to eat ice cream and I, I'm going to enjoy it so much. So before I have the pleasure of, you know, going to the ice cream store and then I'm eating it and I'm like super happy. And then after I feel a little bit crappy for like, whatever, maybe if you get the sugar rush, but it's not too bad and it's yeah. okay. If I do it every day, then, you know, after will be a disaster. But if I do it sometimes, 
it's good so so that's why um coming back to the question what can people do is um find out for them which what triggers them to be in flow well there's things we say in the literature like these things happen right also for example to stretch yourself slightly out of what you know you can do just a slightly stretch not too much that's snapping it's a slight stretch and for example very simple if you're like um, if you're able to do a certain amount of running you know you can do a 10k run then you you know go for an 11k or something you know don't go for a 30k you know and you go for an 11k and then and then it's a stretch for you you never do that you thought you couldn't do it and it's a small stretch and so that's the challenge skill ratio we talk about and and they say four percent is the sweet spot but hey that's that's an average 4%. Yes. For some people it's 10, for some people it's 2, for some people it's 1. I exactly. think it's so important exactly. to also listen to yourself really. For me, you know, years ago I was like starting with sports and then I went seven times to the gym this week, next week, the week after. And then I was like, I'm exhausted, I'm not going anymore. And then my very dear friend, he told me, hey, why don't you just go for one year long, two times a week, just each time two times you don't skip any week yeah. and then the, i did the first six months then i did the office the six months i did three times a week then after that i was like i go for sure three if four or five that's great but three is now nowadays still three is my standard yeah. i go always three times i work out if it's four or five maybe six amazing but three is great yeah that's good I well to co- to comment on that. I have this thing that that for me it's important that I have fun. Yeah. And and then there's the other thing that before sometimes I I feel like ah maybe not today, but I, but then I think like I know when I'm there. So during again I feel I will feel amazing, and then after I feel even more amazing. So then I can push myself through the before, because and sometimes I trick myself like oh, I'll go for like. 20 minutes yeah I go for half an hour and I'm there and then when I'm when I know when the juices come right the endorphins for example yeah. and you you'll you'll go and that's also a little bit of these things but you have when you're in flow there's like you have these neurochemicals these hormones they'll start influencing you and then you just want more it's actually funny I also want to share this with you like when I'm also sometimes running and you know especially in the beginning when it's cold yeah I might not feel like it. I'm like, mm. and then after five to 10 minutes, I'm like, I'm just in it. And then yes. I'm going. And to, to put myself in a flow state, to experience actually peak performance there too. What I feel like I am walking now with all my female ancestors. I don't know. That's just makes a trick for me. It's not yeah. a male even. I walk with all my female ancestors. I walk with them. My grandmother, my other grandmother, my all my aunties and all the all mm-hmm. the women that I have never seen, but my ancestors. I'm just walking with them and that makes me feel like they're walking with me we're walking together and puts me in flow i even yes. i enjoy it so much yeah yeah that's great so so this to me and, and yeah there's like a whole spiritual side to it but it's also the practical just whatever helps you know if it makes you feel great and it doesn't hurt anyone directly yeah why not yes if it doesn't hurt anyone di- directly yeah. yes and i would say always the biggest piece to peak performance is a relationship with yourself mm. because your N is one. 
So one more time, the biggest piece is... Establish a, a, a good relationship with yourself, yeah. a healthy one, that you really know what works for you. How do we do that? Yeah, well, one is, I already gave it away, reflection, right? So, and, and that, that, that little thing that I say before, during and after, if that's a habit, then you really start understanding, you know, to know thyself, right? That's that. So, so in all those times, you know, in the past, present and the future, I, w- I will know how this, how this, if it works for me or not. And there's also this simple saying, the truth is what works for you, which what to works today doesn't have to mean it will work three years from now. So this is why, you know, if you really know yourself, what works, we'll every, if, if you, if people would really want to know what's good food, for example, you will know. Some people, they know, yeah, sometimes I eat this and I feel little. If you really want to investigate, you can. And if you listen more to it, you probably feel better. And it's with many of these things. Some people, they do their most creative work in the morning and they do uh, administrative work later in the day because they know the other way around doesn't work mm-hmm. that much. So so that's how you, you just try things. Would you say that, you know, this might be a big actually statement, the relationship that we have with ourselves actually defines your life. Would you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you said about like, you know, before, during and after, eh? Yeah. What kind of effect would this have before, during and after? There are also many, many situations with different people mm-hmm. that they know what will happen before. Mm-hmm. They will know what will happen during. They will know what will happen after. Mm-hmm. And they might even say like they will be reflective of, okay, if I just go instead of doing that run, I'm going to drink my 10 glasses of beer. I don't know. Like I'm just go for the alcohol. I go for that overeating. I go for numbing myself on social media. They know it. Why do so many people still take the decision to scroll on the social media, mm-hmm. get that alcohol, get that numbing with food or whatever, like even distracting themselves with all the other things? Yeah. Well, an addiction is something that you cannot stop yourself. That can you cannot stop yeah. yourself. So if it's an addiction, you'll you know the addiction, the 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 pull of the addiction might be stronger than the pull for something that will benefit you, right? Then it's more important. Also, uh, people are inclined to believe short term is more important than long term, right? And you can do practices for it, but. Uh, just understanding this you know it's like easy choices hard life hard choices easy life or what you know the old easy uh, choices hard life hard choices easy life yeah like Jim Rono as you said you have to you have to at least have one pain of two right and I mean I don't like that that you have to get a pain but still the pain of regret or the pain of um, discipline and the pain of discipline wins ounces the pain of regret wins tons but in the short term you're like ah fuck it I'll just you know and then you regret later that you've done that all of and the pain of discipline is more in the beginning that you're like okay okay let's do it and then you feel wow this is great so it's very simple if you're very aware if you have the metacognition switched on because you do a lot of reflection if you're very present with yourself and if you have a high reason why, right? 
if if you high reason why yeah if if there's a like a strong goal if it's like hey um, if you have no reason to be at your best right so this is a flow trigger also purpose passion mm-hmm. and purpose something you love to do for yourself and something you love to do for someone else you need both so um, if you don't have that why would you do it but if you say hey um, you know uh, these people that I see that, that want to uh, some people just want to lose weight and it's hard for them until they have children and they see hey I'm not gonna you know be able to play with them or whatever or, or something like that then they lose the weight because the reason the why is so much bigger. bigger. Yeah. yeah. And it's very simple. I do this all the time when I talk to people. It's like, if this is the, obs- of, uh, sorry, if this is the goal and this is my obstacle, and I cannot see it, right? Yeah. So if, if I, you know, for example, if I would get something that's way bigger and... and I, will, I will put you bigger. Right, yeah. If, you, <laughs> if, 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 if I am, if, I, if my body right now is, yeah, I don't have to stop you, but if my body right now is the goal and this is the obstacle, you can still see me, right? Yeah, yeah, But exactly. this you cannot see, but yeah. this you can. Or yes. even if the obstacle is really big, yeah. make a bigger, bigger purpose. That's what I mean. That's what Much I mean. bigger. And that is in our control always. So, and, and that's also why this is a great, such a great flow trigger. Now, so for people who have that, that they, that they, you know, indulge yourself in, in limiting behavior, it's basically you have to be present again of before, during, after. And most of the time you're not, or you don't care enough. And, and that's the beginning. Also, for some people, they need a bigger reward. And that sometimes is okay, if I do this, then I will, you know, whatever, then I can do this. Sometimes it, some people need that. And um, also in this great book of Atomic, Atomic Habits, it's also a great book about habits and about... Yeah, James Clear. Yes, yes. And he talked it also about something, you know, that, that there's the, this trigger, but then at the end there's a reward. And you do this, I always say, do this until it becomes autotelic, that the thing in itself becomes the reward you want. Then you don't need the reward at the end. So and again, use the reward, you know, use the carrot and stick, then you don't need it anymore. Then you're the reward. becoming basically becoming um becoming more of your potential or becoming a loving person becoming someone that has a life that you feel like wow that's rewarding that's the biggest reward you can get so if you keep doing that yeah like if you keep having your purpose bigger than actually the obstacle if you just keep reflecting of what happens during before during and after the event and you just you start slowly changing day by day maybe you start now not tomorrow but now tomorrow again and on the other day it will be like it's difficult but you just keep going keep Mm -hmm. going what happens in after a longer period of time with our brains with the neural pathways you rewire it you rewire it yeah definitely Definitely. It's, it's basically just if you're in the forest and we walk on the, you know, in the forest, you walk on the path, right? That's just, that's, and that's the autopilot basically. Then if you think, okay, it might, it, it, it could be a good idea to go left here. There's no path, but you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of other people do it also. Then that could become a new path. And if you keep on walking it and no one will use the normal path, that will vanish. It will, you know, like, Chernobyl, right? It will life will take it over in the nature and stuff. It will grow close, and the other one will grow open, and that happens literally in the brain. You know, some neurons they disconnect, and some new connect. And then if you use it more, it's like a stronger, bigger pathway. 
and this happens in the brain this is also how you change beliefs of course and how you change behavior and all of those things and and what is significant again about the peak experience is is it's almost like a positive trauma right it's like a, a moment that you that you cannot forget sometimes or you want more of and then everything you can change a lot in those moments it's like um, a wake-up call yeah and a wake-up call is not always you know someone dying or something terrible it can also be you know getting a baby or something beautiful or like a, a peak experiences yeah or being in uh, a theta like and then just going really inwards and feeling exactly. what is really happening there exactly yes yeah. yes cool this is um really very 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 interesting i also want to talk about the quantum scan you're talking about is it called the quantum scan yeah well yeah what you can you can call it many different ways so because but yeah. you also do the quantum scan yes yes big big well the, the, if you if you want if you want to know more about this before during and after mm -hmm. it helps if you're better informed so you can more information helps you with the better information. What is decision. it exactly? Like for yes. me, it's also a very new area, and I'm sure for some of the listeners too. Yes. So um, before the Cold War, there was this um, this idea that came that was about you know a different way of helping the elite troops to make sure you have the best of the best and you have the tools to you know make them healthy and then there are also people going to you know space mm -hmm. well if you have these astronauts and one of them gets sick and he's up there and he needs treatment well it's a big challenge right so you need to be very sure it's all taken care of so yeah. they, they created this technology and this technology um <laughs> i also know that's not a positive thing but in, they said the russians they use a lot of prisoners to make a big benchmark like database of what balance and disbalance is in, in health. So in a sense, it's quantum uh, physics. So it's about uh, biophotons. And this mm -hmm. is also a big study from, you can track it back to Einstein and Alexander Pop, many of, many of these scientists. But basically it's like, it's it works on light frequencies. And, and a lot of these, technologies they were on sound this is on light the ones i'm using and um i can measure uh, potentially 19 billion points in a person's body 19 billion yeah, points 19, in a per 90 billion points yes. in a person's body yeah, all the way to your dna Do we have so many points actually yes, yes. so think about cells right they say yeah. you have like 50 trillion cells yeah right so so there's even more points potentially yeah. but i think this is already a lot and what do you measure exactly when you measure this nine zero ninety billion yeah. points in well, someone's body i would say potentially i can measure so much when i do a scan I, i'm not necessarily do yeah. all of those points but what i'm scanning is is for all the organs right all the important parts of your body all the organs are scan and what what you basically can see is like Hmm. all the psychosomatic uh, themes so you know for example the liver you know could be also about anger or the stomach about not digesting things you worry about or or there's a lot of things also in the head that stands for a lot of psychosomatic things right and and um and basically the old sayings especially in dutch we have many old sayings that are very psychosomatic now nowadays it's not cool anymore to say those things but it's very wise now 
I work with all these psychosomatic teams, but it also, it literally, the, the databases are also really connected with that and with emotions. So certain emotions can give you a disbalance in mm -hmm. your system. Mm -hmm. Now, that's great to know. So if there's, a, uh, it could even like this thing that, that called Lent, right, in English, that you feel that people are using you mm -hmm. and that, and you feel used. And because of that, there's a disbalance in your liver, for example. Well, that's great information. So that belief, I feel used, might create a disbalance in your liver. Yeah, and it's 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 like even a, it's something you feel. Yeah. This, this is not necessarily the belief. It's something you like an experience, yes. you have, an emotion. But you also have it with beliefs and with imprints. And, and we can see behavioral characteristics and the associated behavior that goes along with it so for example you know sometimes i i, I have many people that i've like that they hate themselves you know and then if you and it started sometimes very early and some of these people their parents hate them or or you know I, i'm not going to say names but you know i see this like i have this woman i work with and and she had a story about the grandmother that didn't want her to get born because that would mean that her daughter was going to move to a different country mm -hmm. and in her imprint I, I go deeper into the dna i could see literally that in the beginning of her life there was this hate and there was this uh like um rejection of womanhood and all of that stuff and the emotion of hate was in her chest well there were all kind of problems in the body all kind of diseases and very, very strong emotions and very strong negative uh, patterns that were already there early in life. And, and what is great about it is that you almost have to do hypnotherapy to get to that depth mm -hmm. with someone. If, you, if I just go, f you know, I do most of my coachings when I do it in person, I, I go for a walk on the beach. It's great, but it's, it's harder for me to get to that core that fast. Mm -hmm. So now you, you put on the sensor on the on the on your air on your head and within a few minutes all this information get downloaded you know it's all there and and we can and you deeper. do this with your all the clients that work with you you are just able to yes. do this you're certified yes yeah. yes definitely and and i can even do it non-locally which is a whole different ball game but that means non-local like someone in australia now yes. you can actually do the scan right now from Nordrijk, we are in Nordrijk yes, actually. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Amsterdam. <laughs> yes, and that's because it's quantum physics. And quantum physics, there's a, this is a whole thing about non-locality, right? And we all know this. We all know that we everyone has this at least an experience or many people have an experience that they feel something is wrong with their child or something's wrong with their partner and that they very strongly, or especially with these twins, right? Twins have this even more. If they feel like oh, something happened to to my other, you know, yeah, yeah, to my yeah, other yeah, sibling, yeah. and and um, this is all quantum mechanics. If we get two cells and they paired up, and we we shoot one up the moon and we change something there, the other one instantly, another second between instantly, something will happen there too. So do I understand it well? With this scan, you can measure a lot of points, a lot of points in your body. Yeah. And you can also realize and recognize what kind of beliefs you are having yes. from actually yes. the past that yes. you actually take over from your parents, grandparents, all ancestors yes. Yes. that are actually still in your body. Yes. And But what what happens after you know that? Does this, what, what happens then? Yeah, so, so great question. Let me clarify one thing. We... we we work with the name imprints 
because, imprint. because it's imprinted in your system because for a belief you don't even know you believe it sometimes right it's so so imprint is more it's imprinted in you like literally and then um um yeah, like dr joe Dispenza, we talked about it. he always said that the body is a record of the past right the brain is the record of the past but it's also stored in the body exactly so so we can literally see it's imprinted in the body so when you know that you can work on okay you can explore to what degree someone is in that belief so to say and then you can you know do a whole exercise and how to basically reprogram these beliefs and and override it with something that would you know support you much more and then we do the conditioning because you know think a new belief once might not be enough but we will override we will walk that new path in the forest so to say much more so what i understood actually from this conversation we have is the knowledge is so important mm -hmm. where are you also knowledge what mm -hmm. is happening if mm -hmm. i do this before during after yeah and after you know how to let it you need to let it go in a yes. way different way and then you need to rewire it yeah and and the most important thing to understand about that rewiring is it's a process you know and uh, doesn't mean the old thing is completely gone sometimes if you want it's still there mm -hmm. but the new thing could become the new like standard the new normal the new autopilot and and um, that is the, that's the most important thing and from this scan we only it's like with this part we're just in but we can see like man i can even see what kind of uh, like radiation is affecting what what part of your body or nutrients you're um allergic to or what you need more of or the best food for you for peak if we talk about peak performance okay mm -hmm. what type of food is good for you you know and not just meat or fish or veggies but like specifically what type yeah you know so there's like so much there's like homeopathic things that we can apply in the body there's like uh, sound frequencies that will heal you there's like it's like endless endless impossibilities that's why i'm so fascinated about this mm -hmm. and I, I i love to work it use it on people when i do like a coaching you know like a like a healthy year or a year that i work with a person it's also it's always great to have a few times that we do this so robert you teach organizations yes neuroscience yes you do one by one coaching yes you actually you do group coaching yes you also do the quantum scan yeah, with yeah. What was it called? <laughs> what did you say? Imprint. Yeah. Imprint. Yeah, 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 yeah. If anyone that listened to this right now would like to experience more flow and would like to work with you, where yeah. can they find you? Yeah, I would say I'm rebuilding my website and I'm not sure if it's fully done when, when we're there, but let's say just, just shoot me an email. Yeah. Um, I have multiple emails. So What is your email address? One the, that you use the often? The easiest, easiest is just, you know, there was this whole thing that you cannot use Gmail, it's not professional, but I think oh, just, at this point I'm yeah, like, please. I use that much more than all the professionals. So okay. Robert van Ede at gmail.com. Robert van Ede at gmail.com. Yeah. We'll put it in the episode. Yes. Notes, yes okay yes yes otherwise you said the robot with double b but yeah. you know you'll see it and then you know linkedin is always an easy way to find me robot van Ada, linkedin and i have the intention to uh get back into the socials with doing more instagram and stuff i had a, a little bit of 
you know, I didn't want to get involved in that whole addictive behavior, but I thought, you know, I think it's time for me to yeah. get more out We will there. tag you then in the reels that we will create from it, actually. Great, great. Thank you so much. And do you have a last message? Like, that's uh, what you would like to share with the audience, with yeah. people that really felt like, hey, here I have learned something, one more thing that can bring me one way forward. Yes. Okay. It's... it's <laughs> It's maybe it's kind of against everything we say, but you know, in the end, um, we think we need something outside of us. So find the answers within, and that's the relationship I talked about with yourself. Mm. And you don't necessarily have to listen to these sound things that are said, or do all these things, or do these walks. Just you know, trust that that you can. You you have everything you need is already within you, and trust that it's there. And from there, you get a certain relationship and then you will just it naturally, you will know what's good for you or not. You don't have to read all the science papers. I know you don't have to just, you know, let it come from within. And, and we, when we talked about before we started, we also said, you have, you have this thing and this thing and we love all to explore it. But in the end, you can become a victim again of that you're this person and you have to do it this way and then you're in like a straitjacket, you know? Mm -hmm. So so create your own being with the relation with knowing thyself and that's freedom. And from that freedom you can be in flow a lot. A lot. Yeah. And and then if when you're in flow flow is flow is a intensive experience. So when you have a lot of flow in your life, make sure you also do more resting activities, right? Do like a power nap or whatever. Do things that like the sauna or whatever. Do things that relaxes That's you. That's a good one. That's do a good more one. Meditation, good one. everything. Yeah. Thank you so so much, Robert. You're welcome. Really, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. If you have loved it, please leave a review. If you did not love it, please also leave a review. And so I can make a better one next time. And if you want to know more about the workshops and courses I am teaching, visit my website, ozkanozlem.com. I will spell it for you. It's a Turkish name. O-Z-K-A-N-O-Z-L-E-M.com. May you be the best version of yourself today. Bye for now.